Not only does your disobedience affect your position, but it also affects the people who you have influence over. You have just tuned into the Being One podcast. Hey, 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 it's your girl Samantha Laguerre on the Being One podcast, the podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. Hello, Kingdom Citizens, we're back with episode seven on the Being One podcast. I am your girl, Samantha P. Laguerre, and on today's episode, the title of the episode is Just Obey. Two weeks ago, I put out an episode that was called or that was titled Beauty and Obedience. And today, this week, um, God placed on my heart this title that is called Just Obey. I don't know, I feel like somebody's listening that is not really putting all their, you know, giving 100% to God and not obeying 100% because he got me back with this topic of obeying. And so if you haven't listened to Beauty and Obedience, I would encourage you to go listen to Beauty and Obedience, where it talks about how there are consequences to our disobedience. And on today's episode, Just Obey, we're going to dissect the idea of obedience and how it affects not only you, but the people that you are surrounded by and the people that you influence and your position and where God has placed you, that it affects your position as well. Um, And as I was literally like God gave me this revelation and he really spoke to my heart concerning this, And y'all, I was so excited. Like, I was literally screaming in my house. Like, I was just like, yo, God, like, really? Like, you're like, really? Like, wow. Um, And so I'm excited to share with you all what God has placed on my heart um, concerning this um, idea of just obeying. Um, And we're going to just get right into it, right? Okay, so um, where I'm going to be reading from, well, I'm not going to really read it. I'm going to kind of summarize it for you because... Um, we're, we're coming from the book of Esther and it's chapter one and it has about 22 verses. So I want you to go and read it. Okay. Um, read that chapter and I'm just going to kind of give a, a summary of what, what happened in that chapter, um, in the book of Esther. And then I'm going to go ahead and tell you all what God placed on my heart concerning what was read in chapter one of of the book of Esther. Okay. So, um, in the chapter one, we have a King, um, King Xerxes, who was, he was having like this feast, this, um, banquet with, um, all like the Royal people in the, the city. And he, he tells one of his, um, his peoples to go and get Queen Vashti which was his wife, right? And they went to go get her, and she said no. She said she wasn't coming. Like, she refused. Like, she wasn't going to come, right? Um, They came back to um, King Xerxes and told him, like, she didn't want to come. And he was so mad, right? Like, he was just so furious. So he goes to his, um, his like, wise counsel and tells them about the situation. And he's just like, okay, what are we going to do? Because I called her, and she said no. What are we going to do? Um, and they advised him that, okay, well, this is an issue because, sorry, let me, let me rewind back. So while he was with his, um, men and his peoples, 
um, Queen Vashti was also having her own assembly with the woman of the city. So she was having her own little like brunch, modern day terminology. She was having her own little brunch. Okay. Um, so she says she's not coming. Like I'm doing my own thing here. Like, no, I can't come. I can't leave my girls. So, you know, now he's talking his peoples about the situation. Like, uh, uh-uh, she's not going to disrespect me. Right. So then they advised him to let her go and to find someone else, right? And he said, you, you, you so right. Like, she tried it. So let me let her go, right? So that's pretty much what happens um, in, like, chapter one, okay? So that was just, like, my really brief, 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 like, modern-day summary of um, Esther chapter one. And now I'm going to go a little bit deeper, and I'm going to actually read some excerpts of the chapter so that you guys can get a little bit more clear as to where I'm coming from and where I'm going with this episode today. Um, Okay, so if we go to Esther 1 verse 11, and this is where King Xerxes is summoning for Queen Vashti, right? And let's talk about that. So how I see it in modern day, right, is... The king is having his feast with his boys. You know, he chilling with his boys. He had, you know, he had this little men brunch going on. And he was just, because he was drinking, right? If you read, if you do, do go and read it, you'll see that he was lit, right? He was lit. And he was, he was lit. And he was like, listen, I need my girl because these boys got to see that I'm with a fine girl. You know what I mean? Like, he was trying to show her off. It was a normal thing back then to, like, show off your your woman. And now we got Queen Vashti on the other hand. She's having her little, you know, empowerment, woman empowerment brush going on. Um, and now she sees her her um her husband's servants coming to ask her, like telling her that he's calling for her. And she's just like, No, like I got my own stuff going on. Just like he had he has his own thing going on. I got my own thing going on too. Like I'm an independent woman, okay? Like I don't need to be summoned by no man. Like I don't need to come just because you call me. Like, no, like you'll see me later on tonight. Like, right? That's my that's that's how I see what's going on, right? So she says no. And so now he's really mad. And then it goes in in verse 13, it says, he immediately consulted with his wise advisors who knew all the Persian laws and customs for he always asked for their advice. Point number one, okay? What I loved about King um, Xerxes right here is although he was mad and he burned with anger, he didn't act on his anger. He didn't act on his emotions. He didn't act on his feelings. He knew that he needed to turn to wise counsel. He needed to turn to his wise advisors because he knew that they knew better than he, and if he were to make a decision or if he were to act out of his anger, it was going to be something that he regretted, right? And that is for someone, um, and that that's for all of us, really, because we need to know who it is that we are surrounding ourselves with and who it is that we're going to when we need to vent or who it is that we're going to for advice, that we need to make sure that although I know I'm mad, although I know I just want to cuss her out, although I want to take her head off, like, you know what I mean? No, let me let me not act on my emotions. Let me not act on my feelings. And let me go seek wise counsel. And that's what he did. And for that, I really like that really showed me that you are really a king. You know what I mean? We call ourselves king and queens all the time. But are you really like do you really seek wise counsel or are you finding those friends who are going to 
hype you up and 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 tell you, yeah, go ahead and, and do that. Go ahead and act out, off your feelings. Go ahead and act off your emotions and go ahead and do something rash. Or are we going to those people who we know are, you know, women and, and men of God who are actually wise, who are actually, you know, um, learning and, and developing their relationship and really reading God's word to give you wise words and to give you wise advice. That is something um, that we definitely need to take from his action that, you know, he could have easily, he's the king. He could do, he could have done whatever he wanted, but he realized that, you know, there are people who know more than me. And some, sometimes we get in positions where we feel as though that we have this title or that we have this education. And so why would I, you know, I feel like, you know, those those moments when you feel like you know more than people. So it's just like, you know, they gave me the CEO position or they gave me manager. So why would I go consult an employee? But sometimes you got to realize and humble yourself and know that, you know, sometimes we just need those people who are going to give us wise words and who's going to give us wise advice and who is going to lead us, you know, down the right path and not steer us into the wrong direction that is like could result to death, you know? So anyways, continuing on. um, Yeah, so he asked for their wise advice. And that is when he demanded, he was asking like, okay, what, what should we do with her, right? One of them answered in verse 16, they said that Queen Vashti has wronged not only the king, but also every noble and citizen throughout your empire. And it says, women everywhere will begin to despise their husbands when they learn that Queen Vashti has refused to appear before the king. It goes on, and, it, and that's when it starts talking about how, you know, they need to put away with her and find someone else. And so I wanted to, like, really, you know, sit there and dwell on that. So, listen, Queen Vashti, she, listen, all it tells us is she said no once. She refused to come once, and they said, you got to go. Like, they, they literally gave um the king this advice and he said okay let's go for it like we're gonna we're gonna send her off we're gonna dethrone her she's no longer gonna be the queen and we're gonna give the the position to someone else right and i I look at it at um queen vashti's point of view and i look at it at king at king xerxes point of view right so queen vashti she has probably been saying yes to everything King Xerxes had to say to her, right? Everything that he's asked of her, she's probably been saying yes. Because it never says, like, outside of her saying no that one time, it never says of anything, any other account that she has done wrong. It only states, if you read chapter one, you only see that she only said no once, and that's what the um, the wise men, the wise counsel were speaking of. They just were talking about that one time she said no, right, right then and there. And so, like, she doesn't have a report. Like, there's no, like, oh, she was doing this last week. You know, she did this yesterday. She Nothing like that. It was just that one simple no that she gave. And they already said, okay, we're going to dethrone her. We're going to take away her position. We're going to give it to somebody else. And so from her, it's just like, you know, she probably was really feeling herself. She she knew that she was beautiful. She knew that she was qualified. She knew that, you know, she was really confident and comfortable in her position, right? She's doing her own thing. She probably this is her first time having a brunch with the ladies. You know, she's really feeling herself. And she didn't feel as though her saying no to the king's request was going to mean any different. Like, you know, she just, you know, whatever. Um, king Xerxes, on the other hand, is like, I called for this woman and I'm in front of all these men. I'm in front of all these high royal people that they came here and I've called for her and now I'm embarrassed, right? Like I'm embarrassed. And not only that, when the wise men were saying was that not only, you know, is that 
is was it disrespecting you, but also she is going to cause a ripple effect where every other woman in that city and in that area is going to begin to disrespect their husbands and not be obedient to them, right? So, 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 um, what I got from that, what God was telling me in regards to that is that because of Queen Vashti's disobedience, they made a plan to give her royal position to someone else. We can get so caught up in our qualifications. And I think also when it talks about in verse 11 how, you know, she was beautiful and very fair in, in my um, King James Version. It says very fair to look on. So, like, you know, like I said, she was very confident in herself. She knew she was beautiful. You know, people probably were complimenting her all the time. And so let's think about it in um, our, you know, day-to-day lives. Um, you know, maybe God has put you in a position or he has given you a crown in some area. Maybe you're like the director of a worship group. Um, you, you lead worship at your church. You're the lead musician. Um, you're the pastor. You're the youth pastor. Um, whatever it may be, right, you have this position, right? And you worked hard for this position. And you know that you are qualified for this position, right? And so sometimes, like, God will... He'll, he'll ask us to do something or he'll call us in another area or he's just calling us to spend time with him because he's noticed that since we've gotten this position, we haven't really been spending as much time with him. We've just been spending, you know, we're just trying to get information from him so we can know how to lead worship, but we're not necessarily spending, you know, intentional time with God. We're just using him for when we need him and then we're just going doing what we're doing, right? And how God was showing me is that a lot of us are... We're getting comfortable in our position and becoming overly confident that when God calls us somewhere else or if he's calling us just to speak to him or he's wanting to tell us something, we're we're telling him no. We don't necessarily have to be verbally telling God no. We kind of push him off like, okay, God, I know I need to spend time with you. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Oh, God, I'm going to do it tonight. Oh, God, I'm going to do it next week. Oh, God, I'm going to do it next month. Oh, God, I'm going to do it next year, right? And but God, that's not what he needs. Like he needs your yes now. Like he needs somebody to be obedient now. And that's what King Xerxes, he wasn't calling her for tomorrow. He needed her now. And so God needs our yes now. And poor Vashti, she didn't know that that one time she said no was going to cause her her whole crown, was going to cause her her whole position. She didn't know that. And many times as well with us, like, we will, God would tell us to do something or he will be calling us or, you know, tugging on our hearts about certain things. And we just been like, no, God, not right now. No, God, I don't think I'm qualified. No, God, you know, I, I think I know what I'm doing here. Or, you know, he wants us to do something a little bit different than how we were doing it before. But we feel as though, God, I'm qualified. Listen, everybody, all the churches want me. All the schools want me. You know, I'm being booked. Everybody wants me to come talk at their conference. You know what I mean? Like, we, we start getting a little bit prideful a little bit. Like, you know, we, we start feeling overqualified. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm qualified. You know what I mean? And so when God is trying to, to tap on us or asking us to do something that's below our means or asking us to come before him, you know, in his presence, and he just wants to download some things into us or he wants to show us off in another area, we're kind of not no God you know refusing him sometimes like no God I think I got it right and not realizing that that one thing God needed you to say yes to was going to change the trajectory of your life you don't know what he was calling you for you don't know what he was trying to tell you to do you don't know what your yes what what was behind that yes you don't know how many lives were were going to be impacted by that yes but since you said no right since you said no don't don't get comfortable in your position. Don't get too confident in your position that you don't 
that you don't think God will dethrone you. He, he will dethrone you. He will take that position from you and give it to someone else who will be obedient, someone who else who will be better. And it talks about that in verse 19, how the wise men were telling him like, okay, yeah, we're going to take her off and we're going to find somebody who's better, right? And that really spoke to me because it's just like, yo, this this woman, they said, was beautiful, right? She had the beauty. She was good. She was good to look at. That means to tell me that it's not about beauty, y'all. It's not about what we're qualified in. It's not about our qualifications. It's not about our education. It's not about us having a, a PhD. It's not about us having a master's degree. God doesn't see that. He's just looking for a yes, right? He's just looking for somebody to obey. And although she had all the qualifications, although she's been, you know, queen and she knows the role, although she's probably been doing good this whole time, but that one time she decided to be disobedient it caused her her throne it caused her her position and they weren't they didn't say oh let's find somebody who looks better than her they weren't looking for that they didn't say oh let's find somebody who's more qualified than her they weren't looking for that they said let's find somebody who is better and better to me meant that let's find somebody who's going to be obedient and that sometimes God would do that he's not looking for people who are qualified he's not looking for people who has a degree he's not looking for people who has their doctorates he's not looking for that he's looking for somebody who's going to say yes he's looking for somebody who's going to obey he's looking for somebody who's going to obey him today he's looking for somebody who's going to say yes today not tomorrow not next year but right now right so we shouldn't get too comfortable in our position we shouldn't get overly confident and not only that it says you know the wise men were saying that you know listen I understand that she was you know her be saying no to you and being disobedient that was disrespectful but not only that but women in the area and the other men are going to be affected by her disobedience. They are going to have now um, women who are going to be rebel against them and are going to say no to them when they call on them, right? And so this means to tell me that God was trying to show me now that not only does your disobedience affect your position, but it also affects the people who you have influence over and the people who are following by your example, God doesn't like for his children to be misled. He is not a God of confusion, right? And I said, wow. And that that really confirms how your disobedience could really cause you your position. Your disobedience can it can really cause you to not have favor in, in certain areas. Like God would literally, he will replace you, right? He will replace you. Like he's calling you for this thing and you're saying no, or you're not wanting to do it right now, he's going to find somebody who's going to do it now. He's going to find somebody who's going to be obedient now. And he does this because this is God's character, right? Like if he has you in, in a leadership position, he has you as a pastor, and he's trying to tug on your heart, or he's trying to call you about some things, or he's, he's calling your name, telling you to come seek him about, you know, come, come, come and just see what I have to tell you. But we're just kind of pushing God off and thinking that, God, I, I know the Bible. God, I've been in church my whole life. And, you know, I know I know the protocol. I know what I need to do, right? And we're not actively seeking God. He's going to say, oh, no, like this, this can't be because guess what? There are souls under your leadership. There are people. There are his children under your leadership. And if you are doing things out of your own flesh, out of your own understanding, out of your own qualifications, that, 
you're not being led by the spirit. And so God is like, wait, 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 wait. You're saying something that's not me right now. You're saying you're operating out of your own flesh and not out of the spirit. And that's not only affecting you, but it's affecting the, the people who are listening to you. It's affecting the people who are following you. So God don't work that way. He doesn't work that way. He's not going to have his children being led astray. And so guess what? He's going to put somebody else in your position that whenever he calls their name, they're going to say yes. Whenever he tells them to do something, they're going to obey and say yes. So don't get comfortable in your position. And when God was, you know, showing me this and dealing with me with this, he took me to First um, Samuel. And he, he, he said, listen, this is the same thing that happened with um, King Saul, right? And King Saul. And if we go to First Samuel, I believe it's in chapter 15 where it talks about how um, Samuel who was like a prophet, who was, you know, a true man of God, he, you know, speak to God and, and hear from God and go and tell King Saul about, you know, what God was telling him in the word of God. And he told him clearly what the Lord told, what the Lord wanted him to do. And he literally went against it, right? He went against what God said, thinking that because he's king and because he has a position in a royal position, he felt like he didn't need to listen to God. Like, God, I, I hear what you said, but guess what? I'm going to blow your mind because I'm going to do it this way, you know? So he did that, right? And Saul, let me go, let me turn to that, y'all. Let me go ahead and turn to so I'm not misquoting anything. So he ended up doing exactly opposite of what the Lord told Samuel to tell him to do, right? And y'all go read it, First Samuel 15. I always refer y'all back to the scripture so I can go read it for yourself because I'm not going to sit here and tell you all the Bible and y'all don't go read it. I need y'all to go back and read it for yourself and allow God to speak to you, allow the Holy Spirit to educate you and increase knowledge about the word of God, right? Okay, so First Samuel 15, it talks about how, you know, um, Samuel told Saul to do something that the Lord told him to do. Saul, he went and did his own thing, right? He went and operated in his own knowledge, his own understanding, and the Lord, like, was telling Samuel, like, I, I regret even, like, making him king. And Samuel was so saddened by that. And even hearing that, like, I'm saddened by that, too, for God to say he regrets putting somebody in a position. And all because Saul was being disobedient. Like, God was telling him clear directions, like, listen, do this, 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 and this. And, and Saul was like, oh, I hear you, but God... I've been in church for 25 years. God, I think I know what I'm doing. I think I know the protocol here, right? And he rejected it. And it goes into say, like, let me read it for you first. So, yeah. So, basically, um, then God told Samuel, he was like, listen, like, I'm rejecting him as a king. Like, I'm going to put somebody else in his position. And when um, Saul heard this, Saul was like, no, I repent. You know, I, I, you know, I repent. I'll go back to serving God. I'll go back to listening to God. And Samuel was like, no, like, God don't want it. Like, it's too late, right? And so it's just like, bro, don't. Sorry, I said bro. But listen, like, y'all, kingdom citizens, like, don't, don't think that. I always I always have to remind myself, like, tomorrow isn't promised, right? Every second, there's a purpose in the second of each day, okay? Every day, every every time you have you are blessed with breath. Every time you are blessed to see the, a new day, you need to set your mind to you are going to pursue purpose in today. It doesn't matter. I don't care how it looks like, but you're going to pursue purpose because every second it, there's time clicking all the time. Right. There's a soul that needs to be saved. There's a soul that needs to be won back to the kingdom of God. And so we're always to be working. There's always something for us to do. 
So don't feel as though because you said no today to God that you there's a chance tomorrow for you to say yes. It may be a yes to a different assignment, but it's not going to be that same assignment because God would already give it to somebody else. Like, don't feel as though you're baking off God's grace that, oh, God, let me just do what I want to do right now. God, and then when I'm ready, I'll come back to you about that thing you told me to do. Like, no, he, he don't wait for. Listen, he's God. He don't wait for nobody like he doesn't. and He doesn't have to. So so Saul was just like, OK, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll repent and I'll go back with you and, you know, things of that. I'm sorry. I rejected, you know, what the Lord was commanding me to do. And Samuel felt bad. <laughs> but he was like, listen, like, God is not going to change his mind. Like he said what he said. Right. So in verse 22, which was very profound, um, then this is Samuel. I'm going to read word from word. And again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Samuel replies, he said, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Right. Listen, I'm going to repeat that again. Samuel said, because listen, before, again, I told you, all y'all got to go read it. First Samuel 15, y'all got to read it and you're going to understand where, what he, why he's saying this. Right. Because basically Saul was trying to justify why he did what he did rather than obey God's voice and do what God told him to do, right? And how many times we try to justify why we did something. You know, God would clearly tell us to leave that friendship, leave that person, you know, leave that relationship, um, you know, leave that school. I'm sending you to this school. I'm, I'm sending you to this job. I want you to speak to that person. And we justify why we were disobedient. We're like, but God, she was sad. But God... She's 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 sensitive, but God, he's sensitive. But God, he said if I leave him, he gonna kill himself. But God, he gonna listen. You think I don't know that? Like, don't try to justify your disobedience. You know, God told you to do to do this. It's for a reason. Like, we can't go against God's word and then justify why we did it. Like, he knows our hearts, right? He knows our minds. He knows us. He knows the situation. So if he's telling you to leave it, if he's telling you to leave that job, if he's telling you to leave that school, if he's telling you to leave that career or, you know, or take on this career or take on this job, it's for a reason. But if we go against his word, go against him, go against his commandments, go against what he's told us to do and then try to justify it, like we're just wasting our breath, literally, because there's no justification. Like, who are we to say that? Our decision and what we did was better than what God was trying to tell us to do, right? So that was Saul. He was trying to justify why he did what he did, right? And so then that's when Samuel replies and says, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams, right? And if you listen to the Beauty in Obedience episode that I put out two weeks ago, I spoke exactly of this, right? And I didn't even read this. God just literally confirmed that last episode because he says, again, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering offering the fat of rams, right? So the obedience and submission, they're, they're intertwined. In order to be obedient, you must be submissive. In order to stay in submission, you must be obedient, right? I talked about that in Beauty and Obedience. And so he's trying to say, like, you know, who cares? Like, who cares what you feel like your human mind thinks that you're sacrificing? Like, 
I don't care about your sacrifice. I don't care that you've been in this church for 25 years and you've been serving, but I told you to go to this other ministry. I don't care your, you know, your loyalty. Like, if I'm telling you to do something, I'm, I'm speaking in God's, like, perspective. I'm going to tell you to do something. You need to do it. Like, I don't care about the sacrifice. I'm just looking for people who are going to be obedient, y'all. Like, he's looking for somebody who's going to be obedient. He's looking for someone who's going to remain submitted unto him, someone who's going to remain under submission. That's what God is looking for. He don't care about the qualifications. He don't care you was in school for this career for, for 18 years, nine years. I don't, he don't care. Like, do what he says. If he says to go this way, it's for a reason. We're trying to pursue purpose, right? And in order to pursue purpose, in order to know why God placed us on this earth, we always have to be obedient to his voice. If we go and be disobedient to his voice, we're going to be tangled up in some things that is not, not like his purpose for us, that is not in his plan. And we're going to be so depressed, so confused. Why? Because we're doing something that's not, that, that God didn't create us to do. Literally. Like, he doesn't care about the sacrifice. Like, y'all, like, and I, I really, especially, like, religious people, remember, this podcast is about, again, it's about for us to be on one accord, right? For us to really be one with Christ and to do the things that he has called us to do and to live on this earth with purpose. Each and every day we wake up, each and every day God blesses us with another day. A, a breath in our lungs is to pursue purpose. And so in order to pursue purpose, we must be one with God. In order to pursue purpose, we have to know his plans. In order to pursue purpose, we must must be obedient to his voice, right? And so that's what he's trying to say. Like, I'm looking for somebody who's going to be obedient, right? Like, obedience is better than sacrifice. And then it goes on to say, and this is where it hit me, y'all. It goes on to say in 1 Samuel 15, 23, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Y'all, listen, let me read this again for y'all. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Y'all, listen, I listen, listen, there was a year where I knew I was being rebellion. Like anybody could ask me, if they spoke to me about my relationship with God, I would literally tell them, listen, I love God. Like, I, I know God and I am his child, but right now I'm being rebellion. I literally spoke these words out of my mouth. Like, I literally would tell you, like, I'm in a rebellious state. Like, I knew, I know what I should be doing, but I'm just trying to live my life right now and I'm being rebellious. Like, I knew it. Like, I, I told people that. And I, I don't know, maybe I thought I was cute. Cause, like, because as I'm reading this scripture and I'm just like, yo, yeah, let's rebel. Like, because mm. I know there's some people. They're listening and they know they know what they're supposed to be doing, but they choose to do the opposite because they just feel like they're being rebellious and they have time. Right. By the grace of God, like, thank God, you know, like it's by the grace of God that I didn't leave this earth like during my rebellious stage, because if I did, y'all, it's as sinful as witchcraft. Y'all like us being rebellious, you being rebellious, that that's literally you doing witchcraft, literally like you, you, you doing witchcraft. Like, that's crazy, like, how, like, much obedience is. Like, obedience is so important. Obedience is so important. 
And don't feel like you're cute being rebellious, knowing what you should be doing, but you're doing the opposite because your friends are doing it or because that's what's popular in the world, that's what's popular in society. And so, you know, God is telling you to to do this. He's telling you to stop, you know, having sex. He's telling you to stop drinking. He's telling you to stop partying and doing all these other things. But we're just like, we know we shouldn't be doing it, but we're just going to live in this rebellious state knowing you know, knowing dang and well, like we know for sure we're being rebellious and we're just fine with it. Like that's literally doing witchcraft, y'all. Like that's witchcraft. Like I'm literally like, I'm saying this, I'm repeating it out to y'all. And I'm just like, yo, like I was really, do- God, that- wow. That's crazy. That's literally crazy because if someone were to be in front of you right now and started doing some ritual and started doing some witchcraft, you would be scared out your mind, right? You would literally be scared out your mind. And you would be literally casting like casting all sorts of spirits and demons back to hell and calling on the name of Jesus, right? But that's literally the same as us being rebellion. Like there are some people in your life who are being rebellious. Let's say you're not being rebellious, but people in your life are being rebellious. You need to cast out some spirits. You need to look at them as though they're doing witchcraft and cast out that spirit of rebellious. You need to cast out that demon, whatever it is that's attacking them. You need to cast it out and send it back to the pit of hell because it's the same thing, y'all. And stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols, y'all. Because I know we all like to say, God, I don't put no other God before you. I only serve one God. I only do this. I only do that, right? We love to say that. Because we don't feel as though because we're in any other different religions, you know, we're not serving Buddha or, um, you know, things like that. So we just feel as though we're not serving any other gods or creating any any other idols. But it says even when we're stubborn, y'all, like even when we tell God, like, God, I know what you're saying, but I'm trying to live my best life right now. So maybe when I'm older and like married and have kids and I'll do what you're telling me to do, like that's being stubborn. Right. Or. God's telling us to do it one way, but we're just like, oh, God, that's not really what I'm comfortable doing. So still use me, but I'm going to just do it how I know how to do it. And I know people are going to like me if I do it this way. It's as bad as worshiping idols, like as bad as worshiping idols, y'all. Us being stubborn to God is just as bad as someone worshiping idols, as someone literally taking a cup. And saying this is their God and they're going to worship it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's just as bad, y'all. We really want to be submitted to God. We really want to be one with Christ. We really want to, like, do this thing and, and really be, you know, go from glory to glory. We need to leave that rebellious spirit, that rebellious stage, that rebellious mindset. And we need to leave that stubbornness and really listen and obey the voice of God. And so it goes on. Um, I'm going to skip to verse 28. Um, And Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to someone else, one who is better than you. And we read in Esther, in Esther, um, the first chapter of Esther, verse 19, it said the same thing, that they were going to take Queen Vashti's crown and give it to someone else who was better. Y'all. And if you know the story, the person who who was better, it was a young little David, a young little shepherd boy, David, who God said was better. Like and not because he was qualified, not because he had experience being a king, not because he 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 had his Ph.D. No, because he knew that little old David was going to be obedient. 
He knew that little old David was going to, to give him a yes today, not tomorrow, not next year. He was going to give it to him today. So that's what God wants, y'all. Like, it's not about the sacrifices. It's not about the qualifications. He needs our yes. He needs our yes every day. Just because you said yes to God yesterday about something he asked you to do doesn't mean that's going to uphold and stand for when you tell God no in a few weeks. Like, no, it, it can't be balanced out. Like, okay, God, I'm going to say yes today. The next time he tell me, I'm going to say no then. And then no, like, no. We're, gonna, we're under submission unto God. When we're submissive to God, everything he tells us to do, everything that he tells us, we, we, it always needs to be a yes. We just need to obey. It may not make sense, y'all. Like, there's some things I'm just like, God, what? You want me to what? Right? And I just got to obey, right? This podcast. Who? Who? Listen, I was like, God, what? <laughs> like, uh, come again? You know what I mean? Like, let me give you a list of people that I, I feel like, you know, they are qualified. They have a they have a, a degree in um, broadcasting. And, you know, they, they have experience with speaking over the mic and radio shows, all that stuff. Like, listen, I... I gave God a whole full list of people who could do this. Like, I was just like, who am I? I have a stuttering problem. Sometimes, like, the way I think, like, my mind, like, the words are aligned and they come together. But once it comes out of my mouth, like, it's very confusing. I talk fast. I speak loud. The list goes on, right? And, but I remember that there was a time where God told me to do something. And because I was in my rebellious state, I was like, ooh, God. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. I was in my head. I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I was pretty much like reasoning and saying like, you know, let me just live my life right now. And then when I get older, I'll be a little bit more serious and I'll just do what God tells me to do. Right. And it didn't take a couple of years. It took like what a couple of months. And when I was really serious about my relationship with God and wanting to really do the things he's called me to do, I try to remind him of something he had told me to do. And let me tell you all how he laughed in my face. Like, no, like, for, for, like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, girl, <laughs> what? Nah, boo, that, that's gone. I already gave it to somebody else. Like, who, you thought I was, wait? No, I gave that to somebody else. And I literally saw it for real. He really did give it to somebody else. And I was just like, oh, God, you was not playing. Because guess what? When he tells us to do something, he gives us an idea. He, he, he wants us to speak to this person. Whatever it is that God is trying to tell you to do, it's for a reason, and it's, it, it's needed in that season, right? Because what? God works in season. So because you, you, there was a season where, you know, the, like let's say depression was very relevant. And so he needed you to put out that book about your experience and your testimony in regards to depression, right? Because somebody in that season needed to read it. If you say no to God and then two years later you're talking about, oh, God, remember that book, of, you know, my testimony about depression? Well, I'm ready to put it out there. And he's just like, oh, that was like two seasons ago. We're not, we're not on that no more. Like that person that I needed it for, I already gave it to somebody else. They already wrote the book about the depression and that person read it and it's good. I mean, now you willing, you ready, you want to be obedient. All right. I got this next assignment for you. Like that's, you know, like I, that's how I seen God work in my life. Like that's what I see. Right. Like, you know, don't think that just because he gave it to you in this this time that if you say no now, you're just going to get back to it later on. Like, no, like he's going to give it to somebody else who's willing and ready to say now. And we have to realize that and remember that God, he's not calling the qualified. And reading um, Esther and reading First Samuel about Queen Vashti and King Saul, God was trying to tell me, like, don't compare yourself 
Don't compare yourself to what others are doing or not doing. Don't be intimidated by what by that. I am not calling the qualified. This is Jesus. God's telling us, dude, I'm not calling the qualified, right? You were chosen not because you were qualified, but because you were obedient to the call, right? And I said, God, because there are some things, y'all, like God been like putting on my heart to do and things that I need to step out on. And I'm just like, I can be relating to other people as well. Like, you, God is trying to tell you to do this, and it just seems so big. And it just seems like, how is it going to work? Like, how is it going to happen? And we just feel as though, like, we're not qualified. Like, God, how? Like, I don't even have a, a degree in this. Or, you know, God, I didn't even go to school for this. Like, how am I going to do that? And he's not looking for qualifications. He's not looking for 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 um your qualifications. He's not looking for your degree. He don't care. Like y'all, he don't care about that. Like he's looking for somebody who's going to say yes. He's looking for somebody who's gonna be obedient. He's calling us, right? It says that many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Because yeah, he he's calling on some of us. He's calling on our hearts. He's knocking on our hearts. He's telling us, you know, dropping things in our in our spirits and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to tell us some things. And so like a lot of us are called. But a few are chosen because a few of us are saying yes. A few of us are saying, okay, God, I don't know anything about that field. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about this topic. But all right, God, if you feel as though you're calling me and you're just looking for a yes, I'm going to just give you a yes. I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to just see you work in my life. I'm going to see how you are going to take someone who, like me, who is unqualified and qualify me to do the things that you have called me to do and to work how you've called me to work, right? And to speak how you've called me to speak, right? And so, and that's when God gets the glory, y'all. We have to realize, like, and this is why it's so important to read your word. It's so important to be intentional about spending time with God because you realize that this is God's character. He takes the unqualified and he qualifies them to do what it is that he needs them to do, not because they were qualified, but because they said yes, not because they were qualified, but because they were obedient, right? And that's something that we should grab onto. And don't compare yourselves to other people in your industry. Don't compare yourselves to other people that, you know, God is trying to, you know, tell you to be. Like, don't compare yourself, okay? Because you don't know if God is replacing them because they're not being obedient and they're not really listening to the voice of God. But be Keep your eyes on Jesus, right? Like, keep your eyes on him because it is with him that you can do all things. And it is through him that you are qualified, right? And so, like, don't try to compare yourselves because it can be so easy to feel intimidated because, you know, so-and-so dresses better or so-and-so, you know, speaks more eloquent and large vocabulary and things of that nature and, you know, have a PhD and they have a master's and, you know, all these different things. Like, it's, it's, it's really easy to feel intimidated and say, well, God, like, you want me to be a pastor, but they already got all these different pastors that, you know, are doing this. Like, you know, why me? And it's just like, listen, like, God, don't worry about that. Like, God's trying to tell y'all, don't worry about that. Like, just be obedient, right? Just follow my voice because there's a lot of people in this world that are not really listening to my voice. They're not really being obedient. And so I'm looking for people who are going to be obedient. So if, if God is calling you to do something, just obey. If God is telling you to, to leave that thing, just obey, okay? We're going to obey. We're going to be a people who obey. We're going to be a people who listens to the voice of God. We're going to be a people who are obedient 
to the voice of God, realizing that there is beauty in obedience, realizing that we always have to obey, we always have to be obedient, we always have to remain submissive. King Saul and Queen Vashti, they didn't see that coming. They didn't know that one time they said no, that one time they were disobedient, they were, they were disobedient, they were gonna be dethroned. They didn't know that. We don't know. We don't know what <laughs> we don't even know what tomorrow holds for us, right? We don't even know. And so every day we have to make a conscious decision to be obedient. Every day we have to give God our yes. We have to say yes, God, to your will and not my own, right? And I just pray that that spoke to somebody, one person at least, right? Um, that we just need to just obey. Just obey, y'all. Just obey. Because guess what? We're kingdom citizens. Um, our father is a king. He is great. If he calls us, y'all, he calls us, we have to say yes. Okay? We, we, we need not to be entangled or too occupied in, in what we, we claim we're doing for God and not come to him when he calls us. Like, how does that work? How, how are you in ministry? worshiping leading worship but when God calls you you don't come to come to him like no like how are you leading the people if you're not even being submitted under God like that doesn't work right so we need to change that mindset because I know religious people I know we grew up in church and they taught us how to do things right they taught us how to do things without God sometimes but we need to be a people who always seek God first we need to be people who always go to God we always need to be we need to be a people who just obeys God no matter no matter what you know, the circumstance is no matter how crazy it seems, no matter if it doesn't make sense, we just got to say yes and obey because there is beauty in obedience. Um, just obey, just obey, just obey, just obey. Don't get too comfortable in your position that you don't lean to the voice of God anymore. Don't be overly confident in your position that you feel as though God can't quickly replace you because guess what? He's God and he can't do that. He can. Like this is his kingdom, right? So I just want to encourage y'all, just obey, just obey, just obey. Um, thank you for listening. Um, again, you know, you know, please, you know, if you feel led, go ahead and leave um, reviews on the podcast, whatever platform that you're listening to. Like, go ahead and leave a review. Um, go ahead and write comments on the Facebook page that I already told y'all about. Um, go ahead and follow me on social media to connect with me. You know, I really enjoy, like I've, I've been, you know, people have been messaging me and calling me in regards to the podcast. And it really brings me joy because it confirms that me being obedient was for a reason. Me being obedient was for you all. And so it brings me joy and it stretches my faith to know that all I had to say was yes. And God was just able to use me like what like I didn't I didn't know me saying yes was gonna be this I didn't know that I didn't say I didn't know me saying yes God was gonna give me revelations every week for me to come and speak to you all about it like I was literally sitting there like God like what am I gonna say every week or what am I gonna say every month like what is the content gonna be about I was literally thinking about all these things before I told God yes and I said you know what God you you said I can do it you're calling me to do it let me just say yes and see you and, and let you do what you gotta do right I told God this podcast is yours. This is not mine. It's like, I'm just going to be a voice. That's it. And you're going to speak through me. And that's it. Like, I, I told him to handle everything. Like, everything. I gave it to him. And that's what we have to do sometimes. We say yes, and we give it to him. Now we say yes, and we go try to figure it out for ourselves. Like, no. We say yes, and we give it back to him and allow God to work and, allow, and watch him show out in your lives, y'all. Um, be blessed, y'all. Like, I just pray that you have a blessed week. Um, you know, if you're listening to it this Wednesday, it's, you know, midweek, you know, have 
courage, you know, be strong, be courageous, be obedient, do what it is that God is calling you to do. Um, just obey, okay? I love y'all. God loves you guys so, 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 so much. Um, and have a blessed day.